What do you say we just blow off some steam to start the fast lane this Friday afternoon? And what better way to get a laugh than by invoking the name of the coach that my wife says, quote, I refuse to call him that name. Meanwhile, oh, yes, we will. We'll call Deion Sanders Coach Prime. Look, the guy is gold when it comes to content and discussions. And it's amazing because the folks at Liberty University who thought he should have been their head football coach, which was not going to happen this offseason, in part because Prime had his sights set on bigger name programs from a Power 5 conference. Alas, it would have been fun. Meanwhile, I love the admission by TechSideline.com's Will Stewart earlier this week. And Grant, the person who made this claim, may have used some uh, not-so-friendly names in terms of how to try to get the point across on message boards over there. But wanted to advocate continually that they should have not stopped with Coach Pry and should have just kept going with Coach Pry in Blacksburg. Trey, would that sound a lot better right now for the Virginia Tech Hokies than what they're dealing with? Uh, I mean, I guess. Jory's uh, still being out on all three local area coaches. Yeah, I don't know. I I think it's it's hard to say. Would I don't know. I don't know. I I I don't know. I, it's I, like I, your head and your heart are fighting each it's other. It's like I I am starting to understand Coach Prize like blueprint. And I think I think over the long haul it will work. I also think that I just I don't I have a fear from an administration point of view. Would they have? Le- well, they had Buzz Williams. Never mind. Oh, okay, that's Buzz Williams. I mean, hey, he was coaching your basketball team. You seem like you should be supportive. Of if him. we're talking about guys who are about themselves, I'm not. And I'm again, I'm not saying Coach Prime is about themselves, but they they may or may not have had a basketball coach that was a lot about himself compared to uh, team the me school, as opposed to team we, the school itself. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. And again, I am not saying that. I think Coach Prime is. And Deion Sanders is doing a good thing, but it's, it's, you know, but I also think, okay, can we be, let's be frank here. That's what we do in the fast lane. Nah, well, we're coming around. How many years do you think he's going to be the head coach of Colorado? I give it under five easily. Okay. I think. I mean, I think we're looking at three. We're probably a good number. And he's either going to like basically when Shador's done. Like, it's either when Shador's done, he's done coaching. Maybe when Travis Hunter's done. I, I don't think it's that degree. I think he just, he probably gets a better job. Um, I, I think, realistically... Uh, if not in college, maybe the pros. Nah, I don't think he's going to, I don't think he's going to go to the pros. Um, I, I just think, and I think all three hires were more terms of, all right, we want a guy for the next five six years as our head coach that's that's kind of why I think those hires the, the idea of being long term and if you look at the moves they've made especially you know you look at coach pry he's he's going long term with his plan he's like I want to recruit the state of Virginia I want to do this I want to do X y and Z and it shows when you're like you're getting on the radar of Chris Cole and in the radar of top players in the state like that's a good thing like 
they're not going to pick Tech over Georgia. Like, I'm a very realistic human being when it comes to recruiting. Like, I think you need to give this. Let's see how he develops. I, I believe in the development. I mean, you look at some of the players they've already started to develop. Monsoor Delaney is probably at the top of the list. is is a really good developmental guy. Like, getting him that was a really good gym to find. The fact they've kept him is a really good thing for the future of this program. So, yes, it'd be cool to have Coach Prime and Travis Hunter and Shador and and whatever. But is it long term? I don't know what's gonna be the best thing for Colorado. And I'm not like I am enjoying it. It's fun. It's cool. But to be fair to Colorado, this is also a program that has won a national title. So it's not like, you know, they have history, not good history recently. Like, Tech has better history than it. Um, it, it would have never worked at Virginia because he wants a high transfer class. And it just, like, the only school. I was going to ask that. The only, school, the only right. school in the state, realistically, it would he probably would have gone to was Virginia Tech. Right. He's not going to go to Liberty. He would not fit in Liberty. Like, he's a very religious man. I just don't see Coach Prime fitting in at Liberty. Like, you talk, like, I just, it, and I'm not, I think Jamie Chadwell is the perfect head coach for Liberty. And I, Ed, I see your face. You kind of, I think you agree with me. No, I, I, honestly, I do. And you're right about Chadwell. I mean, it's a two game sample size. Liberty is yet to even play a road game. That test will be. Uh, figured out, or at least we'll get an idea of what Liberty looks like in their first road game tomorrow. More on that in our votes of confidence in just a little bit. But you're right. For Virginia Tech, would he do better than Coach Pry? Clearly, in the initial term, yes, because the infusion Maybe. of talent. Maybe it was a is different good. time, though. Like this was, it all had to line up perfectly for him. Even last year versus this year, the understanding of how to use the transfer portal yeah. to get guys in immediately. The ability to say, all right, well, the instant could, transfer rule came in this year, right? Yeah, flipping the entire roster, the ability to utilize name, image, and likeness opportunities, and all the cameras that are around. It makes it interesting. But you've got a guy that clearly knows how to market himself to a particular program. I mean, look, we could play up to seven to eight sound bites just from the first two games, or three if you count the lead up, and the one we're about to play this coming week. But there is an infusion of excitement that comes from bringing coach prime into your program and he was looking for some kind of power five opportunity again sorry liberty but that kind of moves them out of the way uh colorado let's be diplomatic here from my knowledge it doesn't seem to have the um, academic standards of a place like virginia um as you mentioned a moment ago with the transfer hole perhaps at virginia tech i know that sounds disparaging but more so the fact that virginia tech has shown a willingness to take in transfers more than virginia has They've obviously got a little bit easier policy in terms of admitting those guys and credits transferring from an athletic standpoint. And Virginia Tech is in a fertile recruiting ground, but they can't hold the top talent in the Commonwealth, including Chris Cole, the linebacker from Salem, Peyton Lewis, the running back from Salem. Initially, it seems Gideon Davidson, the running back at LCA. Granted, he's just a junior this year. And uh, the off the defensive end whose name just escapes me, but he escaped the verbal commitment grasp of Virginia Tech by flipping to the Ohio State University earlier today. But, I mean, Coach Prime, look, he brings a level of buzz and excitement from this initial press conference after the win against TCU to what we will see momentarily just by virtue of not even what he said to Jay Norvell, the head coach of Colorado State, but the fact that the boom from his most recent comments. But, of course, everyone knows Coach Prime for quotes like this. I got receipts. Of course he's got receipts. Or... 
and not just me, but bringing his whole team into it as he has done with Fox. And guess what? We keep receipts. Of course, because we coming. We told you we coming. We told you we coming. You thought we was joking. Yes. All of that from Coach Prime brings him in. And he carries that fire. And he brings it in, much like you heard after his initial press conference to open the season with a victory at TCU. What's up, bro? You believe now? You, you, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, no. Do you believe that? Huh? Oh, no, no, no. I ran through that bull junk you wrote. I, I ran through that. I sipped it through all that. Yeah. Oh, no. Come on. Do you believe? You don't believe. You just answered it. You don't believe. Next question. That was Coach Prime. All those examples, whether it's to Fox, to open up a press conference, or anything else he does. Do you think he doesn't know what he's doing? That's the one thing that amuses me more than anything about the reaction to Deion Sanders, a.k.a. Coach Prime, at Colorado. The fact that there's this idea that people can't stand what he's doing as though everything he's doing isn't completely calculated. And perhaps even rewriting the book on how you handle players in the name, image, and likeness and transfer portal era, where it's much easier for them to get out of their current situation in college football than it definitely is in the NFL. Look at what we mentioned yesterday in the Fast Five at Five-ish about Chris Jones and the money he lost, and now he's got to actually work to just get back to what he would have made with the Kansas City Chiefs. And I don't think there's a doubt about it. He's one of the top defensive linemen in the NFL, and he doesn't have that leverage. Quarterbacks, since Deshaun Watson's fully guaranteed deal, Jalen Hurts. Patrick Mahomes before that, who's taken a team-friendly deal. But Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow as well. All of them didn't get guaranteed contracts, fully guaranteed. They got mostly guaranteed. They've got effectively guaranteed because they'll see that money and restructures will come in, but it's not fully guaranteed. College, it's different. Coach Prime knows that, and that's why I think he really gets a grasp on what he's doing, like the fact that Jay Norvell of Colorado State, who was just kind of flying under the radar, maybe they would have had a chance to spring a surprise on Colorado, who could be looking ahead to their Pac-12 opener against Oregon next week, but then... He made the infamous comment about when he speaks with adults, he takes his hat and his glasses off, even though there are multiple photos out there of him with his hat on speaking at press conferences. And of course, Coach Prime never misses an opportunity because he knows. He knows what he's doing to maximize the leverage on himself, on his players, to bring cameras around for the free promotion and advertising, including when the photo shots are taken of his players in their practice jerseys with their social media handles as opposed to last names on the back. All of that is extremely calculated by Coach Prime to position himself to get what he can out of Colorado and go somewhere else. And it shows what he can do, notably by how he handles this soundbite. Listen from the start, and then we'll explain at the end how it transitioned from the start to the finish. Yes, sir. I'm out of my own business watching some film, trying to get ready. Trying to get out here and be the best coach I could be. And I look up and I read some bull junk that they have said about us. Talk to us. Once again. Uh, talk to us. Why would you want to talk, talk to about him. us? Bull we junk. don't talk about nobody. All we do is go out here, work our butts off, and do our job on Saturday. But when they give us ammunition, they unmatched Brown and made it what? It was just going to be a good game. They messed around and made it personal. It was going to be a great test, a battle of Colorado, but they messed around and made it personal. 
gonna happen to them last year to guard. That's Jimmy. Don't talk to him, Jimmy. What Jimmy? Jimmy, talk to You know why we played like the last ten minutes, ten seconds of that soundbite, which started off with Coach Prime, and he starts off made it personal by getting his team involved. And then he turns it over more and more to them saying made it personal. And then they finish the soundbite off by getting fired up about this. That's clearly somebody who knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing bringing all the cameras around. He knows what he's doing leveraging all this for a better opportunity in college or for the pros to position himself for something bigger and better down the road. Now, is he elevating people along the way? Absolutely. But you're naive if you don't think he doesn't have an idea of what he's doing. Just look at this clip in and of itself. I left the studio last night around 7 o'clock getting ready for JF Cavalier Football presented by TrostLaw.com. 6.30 East Coast Wings and Grill Tailgate Show on our sister station 100.9 in the Virginia's Talk Station app. 2.2 million followers. 2.2 million views of that sound clip we just played from Coach Prime. Checked it again this morning. It had tripled. 6.6 million views. Probably has gone up since then. But... Almost all the NFL reporters retweeting it. Almost all the college football reporters retweeting it. Random people, including us at Fast Lane, Ed Lane, and Trey Lyle VT on our social media platforms are addressing this. Trey, he may be a magnet for controversy because people don't like his style. He may be a magnet for fans that wish they had him at their schools in Blacksburg at Virginia Tech or in Charlottesville at UVA. Laugh at that notion all you want. Or even at Liberty University. But regardless of it, Trey, I mean, there's one thing obvious about Coach Prime. He clearly knows what he has to do and what he's doing. Similar, I think, in a great way you mentioned to a former Virginia Tech men's basketball coach to as much as boost the school's presence and brand, and people are talking about Colorado more than they ever have. They're paying attention to a program that's won a national title. Granted, it's over two and a half decades ago. But they're talking about that program He's doing it to boost himself, and it does beg the question, like you mentioned earlier, about Virginia Tech and like they did when they had Buzz Williams around, how much of that attention that you bring when you're there by caring about your personal brand as a coach is something that's actually going to wear off and elevate the program that you initially utilize going forward. Because look at Jackson State. They lost to Florida A&M in the early portion of their season, week one, for their college football slate. Pretty convincingly, I might add. Roster got gutted by the transfer portal when Coach Prime left. It'll happen again if Coach Prime... Hey, or former Coach Prime Virginia Tech quarterback Jason Brown is the starting quarterback for Jackson State. Great point, Trey. That, look at you. Look at you. But all of that just begs that question. Do you really, not only, not only do you believe about Coach Prime... Do you believe? But more importantly, do you not know what he's doing? Because... If you were to ask this question in the immortal words of our friends, the Three Stooges... Are you that dumb? We're not. We know what's going on with Coach Prime. And you know what's going on with savings at InsaneRadioDeals.com. Do you want to get in shape? Here's a great idea. Visit InsaneRadioDeals.com. Get the gear and the game plan to run the Star City Half Marathon. Great deals on entry into that race or the 10K version of the Star City Half Marathon this coming November. But you need the gear as well. Fleet Feet Roanoke gift cards. They're also waiting for you at InsaneRadioDeals.com. Maybe you don't want to run any event, which you'd be missing out on, of course. But maybe you want to walk it. That's cool as well. Or you want to just get in shape. Crosswide Athletic Club memberships are also waiting for you for individuals, couples, and families at InsaneRadioDeals.com. 
WSET.com. Now, before we get to WSET's Dave Walls in the fast lane, we're going to try to reschedule things with Malik Zaire, the former Notre Dame and Florida quarterback. There are other topics that we must or get to address here in the Fast Five at Five-ish. It's time for the Fast Five at Five-ish. Five fast-paced, quick-witted things you need to know right now. Number five. According to The Athletic, multiple sources who have worked with or served on the NCAA Tournament Selection Committee agree that a small compromise in expanding the field somewhere north of 68, but ideally fewer than the proposed 96 teams, could serve as an ideal olive branch to prevent the real threat of the whole operation going kaput because the football-playing schools just opt out of the NCAA Tournament and form their own event. As a college football purist, I don't like the idea. I didn't like it from expanding the 64 to 66 to 68 teams. I do understand why they did that, because it was all about dollar, dollar bills, y'all. As our guy Kenny Powers reminds us. However, I would rather have an NCAA tournament that includes Cinderella's, knowing that they're not going to win a championship, but knowing they can at least make a run like the Peacocks of St. Peter's to the Elite Eight last year, or Florida Atlantic this year, or maybe in a future year, a school like Liberty University. It's a cool concept, and it's part of what makes March Madness unique in and of itself, unlike college football, where it's just the big boys. And even if you're a Cinderella like TCU, by the time you make it to play one of those formed big boys, you're going to get absolutely bludgeoned in the championship like they were. The notion of Cinderella in the cell of hope to plenty of fans is part of what makes sports as exciting as possible. However, I also don't dispute the fact that as time goes further, we are heading more toward that because of something we address right now in... Number four. Fox Sports. In negotiations with several power conferences to hold a postseason basketball tournament in Las Vegas for teams who don't make the NCAA tournament. So what they're doing here with this in two forms is... First of all, it's a great test to see how you could potentially put on a postseason tournament if you're Fox Sports and if you were to collaborate with a property like ESPN as well as Turner, which owns the rights to March Madness, and put together a March Madness-style tournament that rethinks it, i.e. kicks out a lot of the Cinderella's. Don't like the concept, but have we seen how these bigger TV networks treat the smaller schools in football? Oregon State, Washington State, probably more when contraction inevitably hits? Absolutely. Here's the other thing. Is this tournament likely to gain any legs? Probably not, because what ACC school or SEC school is going to say, nah, we're going to go ahead and bypass the ESPN postseason tournament for teams that don't make the NCAA tournament and the NIT to go to one that's operated by a conference, basically Fox, that does nothing for us and our own bottom line. And oh, by the way, it's not like this product's going to be any good anyway, these alternative postseason tournaments, because generally speaking, and we saw this with Villanova at Liberty last year in the NIT, as soon as you get to that point, star players often opt out themselves because they're thinking about their own value at the next level, and it's become a thing in bowl games and in what are deemed to be meaningless basketball tournaments that players often opt out. Number three. Shane Van Gitsbergen will run select NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series races, plus some late model events in 2024. According to multiple reports, do not expect Trackhouse to field all of those vehicles. They will partner with other teams on those series entries. What it also indicates, Trey, and you guys did a great job covering this on the front stretch, bringing the heat podcast with Brian Nolan, who is speaking with 
Adam Stern earlier today, or yesterday, today when I listened to it, but yesterday when it dropped, the fact that this also means that there could be a collaborative effort with Zane Smith on bringing him up for select races and switching different drivers in these select operations. Frankly, I'd rather that happen than guys going to underfunded organizations with no chance to win, but it still is something that, um, in certain cases, SVG running on road courses and certainly running the street race in Chicago could produce a real winner, but in a lot of cases, um, you may be in situations where if it's inferior equipment, you are still just riding around logging laps. Speaking of riding around and logging laps, albeit more quality laps. Number two. There was an audible form of yelling. Not my frustration earlier today at the Virginia Talk Radio Network, but excitement that I heard from you, Mr. Trey Lyle, when the news came down that Bristol Motor Speedway announced that their spring race will return to concrete and not go back to the dirt racing surface they implemented at Bristol. Thank God. In 2024. God, I can't even get the headline out without you expressing your joy for this news. Yeah, it's it should have been done before they ever put dirt on a, the best track. Well, we can look ahead to the quality of racing in Bristol coming up in our votes of confidence around 545 today after our chat with WSET's Dave Walls. However, we have to get to... And number one on the Fast Five at Five-ish. Eric Mensa, the three-star defensive lineman, looks ginormous. Committed to Virginia Tech from Africa. Now, the native of Stafford, Virginia, doing what a lot of other highly touted recruits in the Commonwealth of Virginia do, bailing on the state school to go to a bigger national program. Trey, are you disappointed, or would you do the same thing if you were this kid in Ohio State and their history of putting guys into the NFL comes calling as opposed to Virginia Tech? It's one recruit in a big class. We'll see. Um, Yeah, it's Ohio State. Yeah, it's hard to say no to that. I mean, I hate it if I'm a Virginia Tech fan, but again, there's not a lot that's inspired confidence based on the way they've performed, and that is a reality of their season so far. And there is your Fast Five at five ish. When we return in the Fast Lane, we'll look ahead to the opening of district play in high school football. WSET's Dave Walls stops by the Fast Lane next, right here on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app. <laughs> 